Oh yeah. So I was listening to uh Francis Ngannou on uh Rogan's. Mm-hmm. He he's so he doesn't he doesn't understand, dude. Understand what? He was on there? He was yeah, he's the most recent one. Oh really? Dude, I need I need to listen he's to his ass whoop. What happened? He has no idea what's he just has no idea what, what, what he's doing. What he like training wise? No, he's just like Rogan's asking him all these questions, you know, like um like, what are you doing? Like, what are you... And he goes, well, you know, I, I think I can knock him out. I'm like, you're not going to knock this guy out. Mm. Dude, I don't understand that, like, a, what stuns a UFC fighter does not stun a boxer. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, boxers... They're used, they're used to headshots. Yes, so <laughs> they get stunned all the time. So they don't... So they don't... Uh, they just walk through it. Yeah. I'm like, have you seen the shit that, like... That full eight... Deontay Wilder's best punch, dude. Yeah. Woke up, and he still won the round. Yeah, and he then, got up like nothing. And that's a guy with some boxing skill. Yeah. Dude, Ngannou has no boxing skills. <laughs> He's just gonna... So he was just like... Uh, uh, he just kept talking about, like, bullshit. Like, oh, yeah. I think uh, one of the issue is the glove. Uh, yeah, he. I think he messes with his gloves. And Rogo's like, that's bullshit. He goes, he goes, don't listen to Deontay Wilder. Mm-hmm. You know how Wilder was making all this shit up? Yeah. They just show everything in slow motion. That's why the glove looks funny. So I'm like, dude, ha- that guy fucking. That guy is like. He flows like water, dude. Mm-hmm. He's so fucking good. Yeah. I love watching him fight, dude. Because mm-hmm. he's just in slow mo. He's just like, woof, woof. Blink, blink. And he doesn't. He just like doesn't get hit, dude. Yeah. And they hit you with a combo. And then Gun was like, yeah, this guy's big. I'm like, yeah, dude, he's way bigger than you. He's going to mm-hmm. fuck you up. You don't understand that he's gonna fuck you up. Like you're just going to get paid. What's the height difference? Um, because I know Tyson's tall as hell. What is he? The six five? Um, Tyson? No, Tyson's six nine. Damn. And Ngannou is six four. I think he's like six four. Yeah, six four. Yeah. Five, five inches, dude. That's like yeah, that's a fucking big difference. Yeah, when you're fighting he's big, somebody, he's yeah. bigger than him too. Yeah, he like weighs more. He's closer to like three hundred pounds, but he flows like he's two hundred pounds, dude. Yeah, I hope Engano gets his ass beat because he was just running from Jones, dude. He knew Jones was gonna take everything from him. Mm-hmm. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think he's just scared of him. He's just like, well, uh, the money was not correct. From UFC, I am champion. I'm like, dude, yeah, but you were, you knew John Jones was coming, dude, and he's gonna eat your fucking lunch. Wait, Ngano fought Jones? No, no, no. He didn't want to fight him. Oh, okay. He was scared, dude. Yeah, I would he, be too. Yeah, dude, but you're the champion. You gotta go fight. Yeah, you gotta defend but it. Now I'm gonna go fight. I'd rather fight. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't fight John Jones, dude. John Jones would fucking scrape you. Yeah, but I'd rather fight. John Jones, then... Tyson Fury yeah. in the boxing match? Yes. Oh, fuck yes. yeah. Easily. Because I'll get submitted like in three seconds. Yeah. Jones, I'll tap out. Yeah. Oh, shit. Hey, good match, dude. Yeah. That's it. But... I... We... Like, if you go and you have to fight, you're going to have to take like so many headshots from Tyson Fury. Yeah, you're going to be... You're going to be fucked up. No, fuck that. No, I can't do that. No. Yeah, I'd rather fight... John Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Mike Tyson's training him. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, he's not there all the time. He just trains me every now and then. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're fucked, dude. Yeah. 
I bring my friends. Like, I don't care if they're good or not. Like, I just want good vibes in my camp. And I'm like, what the fuck does that I'm mean? Like, you're dude. not going to win. You're not there to he, chill. He, he, I'm like, you're not going to win, dude. You're literally, <laughs> you're not going to win. Like, yeah. That's all I hate. As soon as you said that, like, oh, I don't care if I have best trainer. I want good vibe. I had good trainer before, but vibe was not good. So I didn't really like it. I'm like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah. And Joe's like, oh, he goes, yeah, like, I want good vibes. What the fuck? <sighs> when is that fight? October. End of October. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, he's not, he's going to get his ass whooped. That's yeah. it. He's going to get the fuck beat out of him. He's for sure not taking this seriously. Yeah. When um, Canelo's fighting at the end of this month, right? Yeah. Next weekend? Next weekend. Saturday? Mm. Are you going to be here for that? Uh, I don't know, dude, honestly. I hate how you keep saying that. Well, why am I going to lie to you? Don't bring, don't start right now. Don't start? Yeah, like, I don't, I don't, honestly, it's fine. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't want to start this today. You fucking bitch. Um, so, back to Ngannou, dude. He's going to get his ass whooped. It's like, um, that Charl, Charlo, yeah. fighting Canelo. Yeah. He's a fool too, dude. Kind of not that big. He goes, I think I can take him. I'm like, <laughs> bro. That was massive, dude. Who? Canelo. Charlo's bigger. but No, but Canelo, like, body-wise, like, dude, yeah. that fool has some big-ass arms. Like, yeah, dude. Dude, he has power. Dude, Canelo's going to run through him. Yeah. I feel, I don't think Charlo can keep up with him. Yeah. <laughs> Even Charlo's already, like, yeah, he goes, I don't like that I'm heavier now because I, I lost a lot of speed. And that was literally the only advantage he had with the speed. Mm-hmm. Like, that was it. Why do you get heavier then? Because he has to go up. Oh, to meet his weight. Hmm? To meet Canelo's weight. Well, yeah, you have to go up. If you're going to fight the champ, you got to go up, you know? So what, um, Canelo's, what, what is he? Is he a welterweight? Um, Canelo, I think yeah. they're going to fight at 168. That's welterweight, right? And a middleweight, it's what, 155? I don't know, dude. No, I don't know. Middleweight's heavier than welterweight. Is it? I'm horrible with those weights. There's too many. Yeah. Too many belts, too many weight classes. People think that Canelo's like done. I'm like, bro. Canelo. Dale un hijo, mi vieja. That's funny. Dude, that shit always makes me laugh. I like how Canelo's like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yo lo soporto. It's like that big argument that people have, like, oh, if Chavez was in his prime, he would have beat Canelo. I'm like, bro, Canelo would have beat the fuck out of Chavez. Oh, yeah. Dude, Chavez would have no fucking chance, dude. No mm-hmm. Mexican. Or you know who's talking shit all the time? Uh, Jose, Jose Manuel Marquez. What's his name? Marquez? Yeah. Fuck him, too, dude. What? He's talking about Pacquiao. He's talking shit about, yeah, but he's talking shit about Canelo. Is he? Canelo's not that good. Like I'm like, he's fought the best, dude. Damn. You never won a championship in your life. How are you going to say that? How are you going to say that about Canelo? Oh, you're supposed to like back up. Juan Manuel Marquez. Juan Manuel Marquez. Fuck him, dude. He's just talking shit. Like, oh, he's not that good. And Canelo's like, dude, I always supported him in his fights. Like, I always said, like, good job. Yeah. I always offered him if he wanted to train. Like, we can train together if he needs help with a fight. He goes, I don't know why he's saying all this about me. Like, you're a hater, dude. Like, why would you... Damn. Why would you not support your own countrymen? 
Yeah, like you're both you're both fucking Mexican, dude. No, yo pienso que Charlo va a ganar. Charlo's uh, gonna win. I'm like, bro, shut the fuck up. That's why you never won a championship. You fucking tomato can. And hey, that has been in some wars though. Who? Marquez. Fuck him, dude. I've always liked him. I like when he knocked out Pacquiao. Oh yeah, dude. To this day, that's probably one been one of the the most devastating knockouts ever. Mm. The way like Pacquiao stepped into it and he leaned leaned into it. Like holy shit, dude. That's the only time the way he knocked him out was just vicious. That's bro. the only time I've watched a boxing fight or any sort of MMA fight. Any sort of combat sport, dude, where I thought he's dead. Yeah, dude, I was like, fuck, he's not going to get up. I thought he died. Yeah, dude. I, I was, thought Manny died, I was dude. scared for him, dude, because I love Manny Pacquiao. I thought Manny Pacquiao died. Yeah. Um, yeah, Manny Pacquiao is cool. Um, Remember when he knocked out Hatton? Yeah, with that left hook. Dude, holy shit. But, like, you know how people say, like, in his prime, I think he would have beat Mayweather. I don't think so, dude. Pacquiao? No. I do not. I, I don't think in his prime he would have beat Mayweather. No, Mayweather's defense is too good. What's it called that Philly roll or whatever? Philly show? Yeah, dude. Dude, Imagine. I don't think Pacquiao would have beat him, dude. In his prime, I don't think Pacquiao would have beat Mayweather. That's I do hold a little grudge against him though, so it's fine. Pacquiao? Yeah. Why don't you like him? Um, because he uh Oh, when he beat the fuck out of Oscar the Loya, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude I, I was literally depressed. Dude, that that we watched that fight together. That, Did we? Yeah, where? I think we watched it at your house. For real? Yeah, dude, that, I was depressed, dude. Dude, that he beat up one of my dads. He beat the fuck out of Deloya, dude. Deloya had no chance. And the saddest part was when he was in a corner, dude. Deloya's in a corner, dude. He wanted to go out, and they're like, Oscar, you have nothing to fight for. You've done it all. Mm-hmm. You're not going to beat him. You can't beat him. He's too fast. <laughs> He's like, fuck. That's like very devastating as a man, dude. Your your corner tells you like, hey. Like, dude, stop. You can't <laughs> you can't beat this guy. Yeah. You can't beat him, dude. Like, he's too fast. And he's like, damn. He goes, you're right. He, I can't beat him, dude. I can't beat him. And I was like, fuck. That broke my heart, dude. Yeah. Because I grew up watching Oscar the Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I grew up when he beat the fuck out of Julio Cesar Chavez, dude. That was so satisfying, dude. I never really liked Julio Cesar Chavez. Really? He just, yeah, I don't know. I just, he just fucking patted his record to beat the fuck. He beat the fuck out of tomato cans and like taxi drivers and shit. Yeah. And then that all yeah came, dude. Young, fresh, good looking Mexican. Beat the fuck out of him, dude. Beat the fuck out of him. That was great, dude. And then the second time he got his ass whooped even worse, dude. I remember everyone was happy, like, oh, that's, uh, he's going to give it to him this time. Nope. He got the fuck beat out of him again, dude. Yeah. That was great. Seeing Julio yeah. Cesar Chavez just like get his ass beat, dude, that was. Oh, it's just nice to see. Mm-hmm. There's few fights where I'm, I just saw that, and I'm like, that's perfect, dude. Like when Shogun beat Lyoto Machida in the second fight. That was fucking what? great. You don't like, Le- you don't like Mach- uh, Machida? Um, I do, but the first fight, Shogun should have won. It was not a draw. Mm. And I was like, okay, Shogun needs to beat his ass. And beat the fuck out of him. How could you like Shogun more than Machida? That's nah. the dragon, bro. Yeah, but I like, I just like, I don't know. I just felt like Shogun, like he would, he should have won that first fight. Mm. It's not that I'm such a big Shogun fan, but it was such a bad call. 
Mm. I was like, that's ridiculous. I've always loved Machida. Mm-hmm. When he knocked out, um, when he knocked out, um, Randy Couture, <laughs> that crane kick, mm-hmm. knocked his tooth out. That was great. I always loved how calm he was in the ring. Like, you never saw him, like, look stressed or anything. Before, I think, he's the only fighter before Gustafson. He was the only fighter to win a round from Jones. Mm. He won the first round against Jones. He stunned him in the first round. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> when he got... <clears throat> He always loses like in the worst ways, dude. Yeah. Who who knocked him out crazy? Where he just like No, I think that was when Jones choked him out. Was it and like oh when they were standing up? Yeah. And, and he just, just let him drop. Yeah. Oh dude, that, that shit was, was insane. I was so sad. Why? I don't, you don't want to see one of your like favorite fighters go out like that. Well you knew that was gonna happen. Oh yeah, you're going to go up up against Jones, like but still, I mean I fucking love Machine. I love Machine more than Jones. Yeah, but you knew that. Like, going in there, you knew that was going to happen. Yeah. But, I mean, you still don't want to see that happen. It's like when Dan Henderson fought Daniel Cormier. (laughs) I knew how that was going to happen. He got fucking thrown around like a rag doll. I was like, Uh, I love Hendo. Yeah, Hendo was great. In his day, dude, he was great. (laughs) He just reminded me of, like, a regular guy because he was not good at anything. Yeah, he just knew how to fucking brawl. And punch really hard. (laughs) Yeah. But he wasn't good at, like, he was an okay wrestler, but he was never, like, Oh, this is like he's a submission specialist, or he's really good at this. Yeah. Literally, all you have to do is watch out for his right hand. Yeah, if he hits, he's, you're doing, mm, just fucking shock the fuck out of you, and you die. Yeah, that's it. But anyway, what's up, dude? How's it hanging? It's hanging. Yeah. No, not really. It's pretty small. You're chilling. Yeah. How have you been, dude? All right. Hanging out. Yeah. Oh well. Just working. How's work going? Chilling with my stupid kids. How's work going? How's chilling with your stupid kids going? Oh, it's whatever. You don't sound very happy about that. I'm just, I don't know, day by day. Oh. Yeah, waiting for something big to happen. Like what? I don't know, maybe like the bank messes up and I got like 50,000 in my account. You'd have to pay that back. I don't know. I don't know, dude. Maybe I hit the lottery. Even though I haven't been playing it, but it was like six hundred something. Yeah, isn't that funny? Like everyone wants to win the lottery, but then you ask them, "Go, like, oh, have you been playing?" And they're like, "Nah." It's just like it's just like not. It's just feasible. It's not that. Yeah, it's just something we're just like. It's not gonna happen, bro. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I was listening to Rogan, and he was talking about the. They were talking about the aliens thing. You trying the Mexico one? Nah, that was fucking retarded. Don't believe anything that comes out of Mexico, dude. Mexico's like exports lies all the time. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like their major export is lies. Mm-hmm. Don't you think like all they do is fucking lie to people? Yeah, well, I mean, that guy has been proven to be fucking lying all the time. Who? The dude that came out with the, those bodies. And Jeremy Corbell. Hey, fuck you. I like that guy. He's whack. He's fucking tight. I didn't even listen to the podcast when he was on Rogan recently. He was on there again? Yeah, they were talking about the... Oh, dude, it was him and George Knapp were on there. Again? 
I don't know, like a week ago, two weeks ago. Oh, shit. Three weeks ago? Because the last one I saw was a Kurt Angle one, which was really good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. He was, uh, Kurt Angle is, uh, one of the best WWE superstars ever. Not the best, but the one best. of the best. No, he's not the best. The best ever. No, TBE. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He's not. How is he not? He's not the best ever. Kurt he's Angle's an not actual the, wrestler. That doesn't mean he's the best wrestler and ever. An Olympic wrestler. That doesn't. He, he might be a good. And he was a good showsman too. He put on a good show all the time. Yeah, but he's not the best. He made a lot of funny skits, dude. Even he says he's not the best. Yeah, because he's being humble. No, he, if you know you're the best, you're the best. He's the best, dog. He's not. Who could possibly be better than him? There's way better wrestlers than him. Who? I mean, there's other people that put on better pay-per-views. Yeah, sure, like Brock Lesnar, The Rock, Stone Cold. There's better wrestlers <sighs> than him. Who? You just named them. Yeah, but... Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin is like top two, dude, all time. I mean, he's a better show- showmanship, yeah. Sure, he's more popular and everything. He put on better matches? Yeah, but I mean, if you look at the moves and everything, who okay. put on better moves? Who put that on better? Okay, everything? but it's not—it's not a sport; it's entertainment. Okay, which match could top Kurt Angle and Shane McMahon? Um, the triple threat match between Triple H, Chris Benoit, and Shawn Michaels. Oh, I mean, anytime you put Chris Benoit in there, yeah. Okay, but like R.I.P. That, that's three R.I.P. People. Champ. Yeah, we miss you. <laughs> We miss you, dude. Yeah. I miss you. Oh, man, dude. The, the fucking, what was it called? The, the crippling. crippler crossface? Yeah, dude. Jesus Christ. Ah, oh, dude. The Chris Benoit. Yeah, dude. Chris Benoit was fucking, oh, dude. I fucking miss that, dude. Him and Eddie Guerrero. What happened to him? Oh, dude. Our next. Oh, you missed it? Dude. Our next. Okay. Our next podcast. Yeah. Um, Because I'm tired of rambling with you, like, week to week. Next, oh, you are? No. Next week, dude, what we're going to do is we're going to do the life and times of Chris Benoit. Are you done with all your beers? No, you only gave me one, bitch. No, I gave you two. No, you didn't. Yes, I did, dude. I brought you two more. No, you didn't. Yes, I, dude, I brought you two more. Don't lie to me. I brought you two I more. I fucking have one right here, dog. Oh, then you left the other one outside. Yeah, and I finished that one. That was your third one? I, I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, this is your fourth one, yeah, and then, yeah, you're done. I'm done? There's no more. I had four... Quartz lights, you, you only had four quartz lights for me, and I had two Miller lights. Then I'm, I drink one, and I'm drinking the other one. And you have nothing else. I have that white claw. Is it cold? No. What? Why do you only have four quartz lights for me? That's all I have. Sorry. Do you want that white claw? It's warm. Dude, I will drink this. I'm just gonna chug this. You thought I was gonna give you this, huh? Yeah, you said. No, this is a Miller Lite. This is mine. So then, what do I get? You can have that warm Modelo. Why the fuck would I drink a warm beer, bitch? Dude, I don't know. I told you I had a few beers. I did not say I had a 12 pack for you. Well, why didn't you say? Why didn't you tell me how many you had? You didn't ask. Did you ask? I figured you would know how many, like, my limit and stuff. You usually don't drink this much anymore. So. What do you mean? When have you seen me drink just four beers? I don't know. Has that ever happened? Yeah, last time we drank two. We did? No, we fucking didn't. No, we fucking didn't. 
Yeah, it's when we were on our little health. You were on your health kick. Are you, dude? Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Here, now the rest of this. There's some in there. Okay. Is that yeah, okay? I'm still gonna want one, another one. After well, there's this. no more, dude. There's really no more. I don't understand how you don't have any beers here. I that just keep, baffles my mind. I don't keep beer in the house. Why don't you just buy like a 30-pack every week or something and just keep it here for me? I don't know, dude. I'm sorry. Next time I'll do that. Why didn't you start doing that at the beginning of this you've stupid never to- fucking podcast? You've never told me that. You've literally never told me that. I know, but you know who's coming here. Okay, well, I don't know. Dude. I was at work. How is that more important than my beer consumption? I don't understand how that's more important. I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's... Oh, yeah. So next time we do this, we're going to do a, a bio on Chris Benoit. I think that'll be fun. All right. There's nothing wrong with doing it. I mean, he did a terrible thing. But police reports are coming out saying he didn't really do anything. So. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, But, yeah, we can do a, a Life and Times of Chris Benoit. Yeah. The rabid Wolverine. Yeah. He did do some shitty stuff, you know. He was really mean. Mean to who? Like other wrestlers. It's a rabbit Wolverine. What do you expect for someone nicknamed like that? Hmm. I'll kind of stay away from him, you know. <laughs> oh, he had like the best entrance ever. <laughs> Wouldn't that song just pump me up every time you heard it? Just the beginning. The rest of the song was gay. Yeah, but as soon as you hear that, like, yeah, the yeah. beginning. Yeah. You're like, oh, shit. And then he would smile and he had that missing tooth. <laughs> yeah. He would always be like, Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? Um, Beer. We got on. No, besides that, we're over that. Um, Are we? Yes. You're Uh, over it. I'm not. Sorry. Um, What else were we talking about? We're talking about um, Chris Benoit, and then we were talking about wrestling. Oh, yeah. He's not the best wrestler of all time. Kurt Angle? No, he's not. You're fucking stupid if you he's not. really think that. Nobody, dude, literally anybody who who's watched wrestling, you're the only person ever who's watched wrestling and says Chris Benoit is the greatest of all time. I mean, Kurt Angle is the greatest of all time. How is he not? No one else shares that opinion, dude. What do you mean? Nobody How many people have you asked? Anyone who I've seen, like, online or anything, who names, like, the best wrestlers of all time, Kurt Angle is not on that list, dude. Yeah, because they're being biased. No, they're not. Because they all you? have their favorite wrestler. But even if, so, if Undertaker's your be- favorite wrestler, you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, Undertaker." Even was if the they best. name like top ten list, Kurt Angle's not on a top ten list. How? He's not. He's not. How the fuck would he not be? He he's easily in the top five. He's not. No, he's, he's in the top three. He's not in the top five. He's. What not, do you mean? He's not in the top five. What do you mean? He's not in the top five. What do you mean? He's not in the top five. Yes, best. he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. He's not in the top five best wrestlers of all time, dude. He's not. I'm Are sorry. you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not. I'm serious. I know ten wrestlers who are better than him. Who? Shawn Michaels. <laughs> You're being biased already, bitch. Shawn Michaels. Fuck you. He's, he's, okay. When they did the top 100 WWE superstars of all time, dude, you know who took number one? Who? Shawn Michaels. Voted by his peers, including Kurt Angle. I think Kurt Angle was like 20-something on that list. Dude. It's like Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, The Undertaker. Triple H, dude. Triple H. 
He did not put better matches on yes, than he did. Triple Kurt H Angle. is a legend, dude. I'm sorry, but Triple H okay, is a legend. Fucking, did Triple H ever fucking do the the angle slam to Big Show? It's kind of expected from someone like Triple H because he's big. But for someone like Kurt Angle to like... John Cena, way oh, better. Yeah, he's big. But John Cena's a better wrestler than he's Kurt just, Angle. He's just famous. That's it. He's a, he, dude, he's, he's, he might be better than Shawn Michaels overall. John Cena. Dude, John Cena. Dude. I, can you? Okay. Dude. John Cena is regarded at, right now as like the best wrestler of all time. Yeah, dude, just because he's famous, that's it. No, because he has he, more Yeah, fucking... how did he get so famous? The Rock. There's no way Kurt Angle's better than The Rock. He's a better wrestler, yeah. No, no, fuck. Come on. Nobody put on... No, I'm sorry. I mean, The Rock put on a better show. Yes, I admit it. Okay, you're talking Especially from... Especially when you do the, the wrestling, fucking... The rest... people's elbow. I mean, that's a legendary yeah. fucking move. Wrestling is not a sport, dude. It is entertainment. So, you have to go put the whole thing on. Eddie Guerrero was a better wrestler than, than Kurt Angle. Brock Lesnar, better wrestler than Kurt Angle. How, dude? Kurt Angle's an Olympic gold wrestler. That he knows matter. how to do it. That doesn't matter. What do you mean? It doesn't matter that he's an Olympic gold medalist. He won the gold medal with a broken freaking neck. Yeah, that, I, dude, I, he's an American hero for that. You cannot take that away from him. But that doesn't make him the best WWE superstar of all time. It doesn't. It just doesn't, dude. I'm sorry. It doesn't. Dude, he always put on a good show. That's good. So well, When he brought cereal. that fucking milk truck. And yeah, he, he stole that milk. from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, he, man, he made it his own. That who steals an idea like that? I remember more more of that than the fucking. Oh, you you don't beer? remember the beer truck? I oh. remember that, but I remember more Kurt Angle. No, because that was hilarious. Spraying people with milk. The beer was better, dude. You're spraying people with milk. He's like the the feud that Stone Cold Steve Austin had with Mr. McMahon is like legendary. Yeah, it is. Triple H with DX. What about when Big Show, dude, that choke slammed him off the second thing and he broke his thing. His leg, and he was running. He was running around with the fucking wheelchair, and then he had the Angle team running Angle. around with this fucking portrait. All right, who was in Team Angle though? Charlie Haas and Shelton <laughs> Benjamin. <laughs> Charlie Haas. Hey, he was very good looking. Huh? He was good looking. Oh my god! Did you have to point it this way? Why are you smelling? It doesn't smell. I just farted. Yeah, I don't smell anything. Um, dude. No, I'm sorry. I'm not going to entertain this argument anymore. Or when Steve Austin threw his gold medals into the river? Yeah, that was that was Stone Cold doing that. It wasn't Krangle. Yeah, but if he didn't have those gold medals, then what would they have gone off of? He would have just picked on somebody else, dude. No, dude. Kurt Angle's the best ever, dude. No, he's not, dude. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Sorry, he's not. And then Brock Lesnar broke his neck, like, what, three times? Yeah. Because Brock Lesnar's better. No, dude, because he's an animal. Where are you going? But we're recording. Can you hurry up? Because I, I, I might have another beer for you. I don't. Well, while Jose comes back, uh, we're going to switch gears. And we're going to go back to our second part of our Ed Kemper podcast. Um, we... Didn't start off with it because we don't have enough. It's like so. It's a short little segment that we're gonna do. So, it's um, yeah. It's just we'll take a look at the last half of the podcast talking about this. Mm. 
but guys, let me take this moment to talk about our sponsor, Valley Grubbin. Um, hit them up for some candy, guys. We mostly because of me, we've had a little bit of a delay getting our sample, but that's mostly my fault because I've been working and it's just haven't coordinated times with them. But we're gonna get the sample. We're gonna do the review. It's gonna be great. We're gonna hook that up, and we're gonna let you guys know what's up with that. But it, like I said, it's it's a great product. Like, go follow them. You don't get a discount because their candy's already cheap, so don't ask. It's gonna be fine. It's great. Go get some candy. Go get some beer uh, paste or that rim stuff. It's really good. They just they just have the formula down. So go hit them up, Valley Grubbin at V A L L E Y G R U B N on Instagram. Um, again, you don't get a discount. They're just it's a local business. They're trying to do good. So hit them up. Come on, guys, hit them up. Um, so Ed Kemper, I think we last left off, left off where he was uh, trying to join the police force. Um. And then he, I think I mentioned about the bikes that he was fucking up. Um, as you guys know, Ed Kemper had a really fucked up childhood. Um, he had a really fucked up childhood. Uh, he grew up in a basement, basically. Um, he killed his grandparents at the age of 14. He was in, in a mental institution until he was 15, but he made friends with like the 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 psychiatrist there so he was able to get off but now we're going to jump into the second half and we're going to go over his murders because as you guys know he was trying to join the police force but he couldn't so he became friends with them and then he started murdering also shout out to albert <laughs> yeah shout out to albert my favorite person in the world. Oh, and shout out to Julio Garcia um, and his uh, woman, Linda. They're getting married this weekend. They are? Yeah. Oh, you weren't invited? No. Oh, What's dude. going on? They're getting married. When? Tomorrow. Tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Congrats, dude. Yep, you're not invited. Yeah. I was hoping you weren't going to get invited. Why? I don't know. You don't want to see my face there? I just like making... St- Were you smoking a cigarette? No. You smell like cigarette. You literally smell like you just burned a cigarette. Anyway. <laughs> you were, huh? Yeah. Why? Uh-huh. Can you not help yourself? I'll break. Okay. So, we left off with Ed. Who's Ed? Ed Kemper, the killer. John Wayne Gacy? Wait, who are we talking about? Ed Kemper? Who's that? The co-ed killer? The Santa Cruz guy? I thought we were talking about John Wayne Gacy. No, no, no. That was our first podcast we did with him. So who's who the fuck is Ed Kemper? He's the guy who was trying to be the cop. Remember he wrecked all those bikes? <laughs> oh, because he was fat? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to get into the murders. Um, and what? Uh, yeah. You want to read some notes? What? No, bitch. I don't want to read notes. Here you go, no, buddy. No, no. I don't want to read. Oh, no. That's mine, dude. Pass it over here. No. Stop. One more, dude. I'll embarrass you on camera. Why? Because you, you don't use it. Why don't you put it over here so I could use it? Can I sit over there? 
Yeah, but I'm taking it with me. Why? Because I'm the star of the show, dude. I know, but I want to sit in front of the noise thing. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a moment we were going to kiss. No, I'm arguing with you. Why would we kiss? Well, it's one of those, like, you're arguing and then you kiss. Oh, like a hot kiss? Yeah. Oh. Like, shut up, and then you slap me, and then I'm, like, crying, and you kiss me. <laughs> we weren't we weren't about to we were not about to kiss <laughs> definitely not if you were listening to this um let me see yeah we were hold on let me just find a notes where we're at entertain you the typed people. all that dude yeah entertain the people this fucker has like 10 pages all typed mm-hmm. he did himself what do you do at work dude I can't tell to the public. Because I honestly wouldn't have enough time to do all that. It would take me like five days to do all that. Do it my free time. All right. So we're going to go through. What's free time at work? The first three murders. What's free time at work? What the fuck is that? Marianne Pesci and Anna Lucchese were students at Fresno State College. They were hitchhiking to Stanford University. Stanford University. After a couple of days in Berkeley, they never reached their destination as the families were both filed missing person. Oh, sorry. The families of both filed missing persons reports, though it was hard to get to the police to pursue a case with such a gusto. The girls disappeared. A gusto. Gusto means like with like effort. Hmm. Even if the police had sprung into immediate action, it wouldn't have done any good. Edmund had dispatched Marianne and Anita soon after picking them up. After driving him around for a bit, he took his gun out from under the seat, pulled off into a deserted area. He put Anita in the trunk of his car and turned his attention towards Marianne. He handcuffed her, laid her across the back seat face down, put a plastic bag over her head, and then he attempted to strangle her with the length of a terry cloth. But she bit a hole in the bag, and the cloth snapped. Frustrated, Edmund pulled out his knife and stabbed her repeatedly. Eventually, he slashed her throat. He removed her from the trunk, Anita from the trunk, and with a larger knife, he began to stab her. She fought and screamed, but he eventually wore her down. He drove around with the bodies in a car for a while, deciding what to do. Eventually, he brought Marianne's body into his apartment where he undressed and dissected her. He also beheaded Anna's body. Marianne's body was buried in a plastic bag he'd used to try and suffocate her, and later Edmund would lead police to the site. He kept both of their heads for a while, eventually disposing of them into a ravine, which is like a canal river thing. Marianne was found and identified in August. Uh, Anita's head or her body were never found. No one suspected Ed Kemper of anything, so he continued his prowl. In September 14, 1972, he picked up Aiko Koo, a 15-year-old dancer of a Korean descent, ah, a kimchi, uh, who was on her way to a dance class. She was tired of waiting for the bus, so she decided to hitchhike. She found Ed... And she quickly panicked. He convinced her that he was planning to use the gun to kill himself and that if she didn't try to signal the police, she would not be harmed. He drove into the mountains and turned off the main road, parking out of sight. He taped her mouth and tried to suffocate her by putting his thumb and index finger in her nostrils. She fought but lost consciousness only to awaken moments later. Edmund began to suffocate her again, but this time continuing until she stopped breathing completely. He removed her from a car, laid her on the ground, and raped her. 
with her own scarf. He strangled her, and then he was absolutely sure she was dead. He put her body in the trunk and drove away from the scene. He stopped soon at a local bar, had a few beers, and after that, he went to his mother's house. From time to time, he would open the trunk and gaze at his conquest. Late that night, he brought Aiko's body into the apartment and placed it on his bed. He dissected her, just as he had Marianne and Anita, and disposed of her head. Very little of her ever turned up, and her disappearance was not thought to be related to the first two that were dead. Are you playing Pokemon Go? No. Okay. Three more girls. Four months passed. Other victims of other killers were found in the Bay Area, and public concern was aroused. But Edmund was under no suspicions. Um, in January of 1973, he bought a 22 pistol, and even though he was forbidden to own a firearm because of his prior crime, he had no trouble with the purchase in spite of his record. But he feared that the police eventually might catch on to the fact that he was in illegal possession of a gun. He picked up a girl named Cindy and drove her into the hills near Watsonville, where he forced her into the trunk, shot her with his new gun. The bullet is large in her skull. Edmund brought her back to his mom's house where where uh, he waited until his mom went to work and then he had sex with her corpse. He dissected her in the bathtub taking great care afterwards to wash away all traces of what he'd done. He removed the bullet from her skull and buried her head in her mother's backyard. Later, he threw away the body parts. This time, however, the body was discovered 24 hours later. Edmund took notice, but he still wasn't really worried. He'd been really careful. Within a month, he was ready to kill again. On February 1973, Edmund and his mom had a uh, a row, which is like an uh, an argument. Um, so he stormed out of the apartment, keyed up with cocaine, and he's ready to strike. He picked up Rosalind. Uh, a girl named Rosalind and engaged her in conversation. In a short while, he stopped for another hitchhiker, Alice. She had no trepidation about getting in the car. Rosalind was already there, and UC Santa Cruz, there was a UC Santa Cruz sticker on his car. They rode for a while. This time, Edmund didn't stop the car to do his killing. He drew Rosalind's attention to a lovely view of the passenger side, and as she looked, he slowed down, drew his twenty-two, and shot her in the head. Quickly, he pointed the gun at Alice in the back seat and fired several shots uh, in her head. But she didn't die immediately. He shot her again point blank once he got out of town, and that finished her off. He pulled into a cul-de-sac, and he quickly transferred the bodies to his trunk. He stopped for gas, went to his mother's duplex, where he quickly left again, claiming to need cigarettes. Once outside the apartment, he pulled out, he pulled a car out to the street, opened the trunk, and beheaded the bodies. The next morning, he brought Alice's body inside, and he had sex with it in his room. <laughs> this guy's a freak. That's what's up. Is it? Oh, dude, he's fucking creepy. <laughs> um, he took the bullet out of the head again, and then he disposed of all the body parts. So he's killed six girls so far. Who are you texting? He's killed six girls so far. Why did you make that smile? That was a really weird smile. Was it? Yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> that was terrible. Please never do that again. What? So, eventually, <sighs> he, uh, 
I wonder what he was thinking when he was like doing stuff to the bodies. I don't know. Why don't you do it and no. tell me what you think? No, I would never do that. But I wonder if he thought, like, yeah, I got him. <laughs> you, you think he not? I don't know, dude. I'm just asking. You think he not? Or are you just trying to do it? I guess he said he had an orgasm from the dolls he was beheading, so probably. Anyway, um, so he always had an issue with his mom, obviously. One Easter weekend, roughly after the killings of the last two girls, he decided the time had come to get rid of his mom. He waited all night in his room while his mom slept peacefully, carefully considering what he was about to do. At 5.15 in the morning, he got a hammer from the kitchen, went to her bedroom. He struck her once very hard, and then he slashed her throat. Within a minute, he had killed and beheaded her, removed her throat. He tried to put it in the garbage disposal, but the machine spat it out, which Edmund found darkly appropriate, and but not at all surprising. He hid her body in a closet, cleaned up, and left the house. That afternoon, he pondered what to do. He decided that if someone was to find her dead in, with his mother, the suspicion might point to killing away from him. Returning to the duplex, he called his uh, mom's friend, Sarah, and invited her to dinner. He wasn't able to reach her immediately, but he and he fretted about this plan until Sarah called um, and he made the invitation, saying dinner was a surprise for his mother. When Sarah arrived, he strangled her, and finally he killed her with a scarf. He removed her, he removed her clothes. He put her on his bed, and sometime that night, he attempted to have sex with her corpse. Attempted? I don't think he, maybe he couldn't get hard. <laughs> on Easter Sunday, he left town, driving east in the mom's friend's car. Feeling, fearing discovery, he rented another car and dropped off the mom's friend's car at a gas station, telling the attendant it needed repair. He drove for 18 hours, stopping only for gas, sodas. And he, stopped in, he was stopped in Colorado for speeding, but seemingly quiet, they left him, let him go. Finally, exhausted, he stopped in Colorado, placed a call to the Santa Cruz Police Department where he already knew several of the officers, and he began his confession. All this stuff that was I just read is part of his confession. Like, he confessed all this shit. Damn. So, the police department, he had to help him find the bodies. He didn't know how to lead police to where he was in Pueblo, uh, Colorado. But eventually they found him. Um, they had a tape recorder and they recorded him. He returned to Santa Cruz on his own. He led the investigators to the disposal sites of the bodies. When he's finally finished, he's been so thorough um, that they pled insanity. A series of witnesses was brought to try and establish that Edmund was not responsible for his crimes, but the prosecutor undermined the testimony of each one. Prosecution witness Dr. Joel Fort said that most damage uh, to Edmund's insanity case. He spent quite a, bit of, quite a bit of time reviewing Edmund's case, going all the way back to his diagnosis uh, when he killed his grandparents. He interviewed Edmund, eliciting previously unknown information about his sexual practices with the body and even cannibalism, so he ate some of the bodies. Edmund was not paranoid. He said he was obsessed with sex and violence, and he craved attention, going so far as to slash his own wrist with a ballpoint pen during the trial and in an in, uh, suicide attempt, but he was not insane. Furthermore, if there was ever, re if ever released, he would kill again. 
-hmm. he would kill the same sort of victim. During the weeks of trial, no witnesses, not even Edmund's sister or his doctors from the hospital, were able to convince the jury that Edmund was insane. They deliberated for only five hours, and they found Edmund guilty of first-degree murder on all eight counts. After a short observation stint at the Vacaville Medical Facility, he was sent to a max security prison in Folsom for the rest of his life. He remains behind bars. Since he was put away in 1973, several other serial killers, just as many as brutal as him, have been captured uh, for the easy attention. Edmund maintains his place in our consciousness, and basically he's done that. So I'm going to read some quotes from Edmund, and then we'll uh, wrap this shit up, and then we'll kiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. All right, here's some quotes. Uh, he wrote, this guy, this reporter wrote a story, uh, Mars von Berolge Wynn, whatever, some German Nazi probably. Um, all right, a couple quotes, we'll end it with this. At first, I picked up the girls just to talk to them, try to get acquainted with people my own age, and try to strike up a friendship. Then he began to have sex fantasies about the girls. He picked up hitchhiking, but feared being caught and convicted as a rapist, so I decided to mix up the two and have the situation of rape or murder and no witnesses, no prosecution. I had full intentions of killing them. I would have loved to rape them, but not any, I have no experience of all. At all. Sorry. I was really quite struck by their personality and their looks. It was almost a reverence there. Sometimes afterwards, I visited there to be near the bodies because I loved them and I wanted to be with them. Um... I suppose as I was standing there looking, I was doing one of those triumphant things too, admiring my work and admiring her beauty. I might say admiring a catch like a fisherman. Fucking creep. <laughs> I just wanted the exaltation over the party. He goes, um, I was a hunter and they were the victims. Alive, they were distant, not sharing with me. I was trying to establish a relationship, but there was no relationship there. When they were being killed, there was nothing going in my mind except that they were going to be mine. And that on, the only way, this was the only way they could be mine. Uh, t he testified that he killed uh, his pet cat, which transferred his affections to his sisters. So he wanted to make the cat his. Hmm. Um, let's see here. Let me see. I said, the first girl that's halfway decent, I'm going to pick her up and blow her brains out. It's crazy. Do you have anything to say about this guy, dude, before we wrap this shit up today? No, that sounds crazy. Yeah, you're playing Pokemon. Um, no, I'm not. All right, guys, we'll be back next week with the life and times of Chris Benoit. Um, those were the murders of Mr. Ed Kemper. He's still in jail to this day. Uh, if you want to visit the jury room, it's a really nice bar. It's not that exciting, but it's really fun. Yeah, Go to Santa Cruz. And have a beer. Oh, is that the place you went? Yeah. You pervert. All right. Want to close this out? Is that where you were pretending to be, Ked Hemper? Ed Kemper? Ed Kemper? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Kurt Angle sucks.